Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars, including your IRA and 401k. Don't hesitate to give us a call. 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Say, if you're new to the show, just a fair warning and a reminder and disclaimer that everything we discuss on the show is for discussion purposes only. Nothing should be considered investment advice. Some or all the securities we discuss on the show may or may not be suitable for you. Please consult investment advisor before making any investment decision. Investing in the stock market contains a series of risks, including the risk of loss. Well, big week, Thanksgiving week. Big week, Thanksgiving week. I hope everybody had a very good Thanksgiving and were able to take advantage of some of the bargains on Black Friday. I know this past week was very big for retail earnings. And most of the retailers that reported this this week, from Dick's Sporting Goods that did better better than expected to Best Buy that did not do as well as expected, to Kohl's stores that really had a big big miss, and then I can throw in um, American Eagle Outfitters, or even go back uh, to last week to Target and Walmart. It, it looks as if promotional activity is going to be on the increase. Hence, you should, should have gotten some big bargains on Black Friday. And you'll probably continue to get big bargains into the Christmas uh, selling, selling season as these big box retailers seem to indicate the consumers, while still consuming, we're moving money or spending money in other places uh, than in retail store. They were spending more money on experiences such as going to see Taylor Swift or Beyonce and taking advantage of all the, we'll say, tickets that they could get uh, online or through live entertainment or were traveling and taking advantage of Airbnb, Expedia, or Bookings.com, rather than spending money on, we'll say, underwear at Walmart, Target, or Kohl's stores. Retailing, as we've discussed before, is very, very difficult. And it looks like many retailers could be more for short-term trades than for... I would never buy a retailer. 
It's too hard a business, the inventory. Amazon's absolutely destroying them. It's just a really hard business. I don't think it tells you anything. I think it's a really hard. These stocks don't move 20, 30% on every quarter. And that's your entire return for the year is calling four quarterly earnings. Not that earnings doesn't matter for other stocks. For retailers, these things move up or down 20, 30% on earnings day. Nobody has a clue. It's just a really hard way to make money. Well, They're not great businesses. They all go to zero. Well, I think that that's one of the reasons why the Oracle of Omaha, uh, Warren Buffett, had told his partner, Charlie Munger, uh, that even though Charlie Munger's Costco, Costco yep. might have been good, he wanted to stay away. Too hard. Too hard. Well, definitely too hard. I mean, you could even see it just with one retailer, which does have a lot of, or has changed their format somewhat to provide them more experiential, uh, I will say more experiential uh, activity to get people to buy, that being Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, went from having some major issues last quarter to surprising this quarter. Very, you know, very, very difficult. Well, that, I mean, it stacks up a bunch, and that's a perfect example. You can't predict any of this stuff. They, the earnings are great, and people say, oh, it's obvious. Okay, it's obvious. The stock just moved 50% in two weeks. Great. And then the next quarter, it'll go down 30. I, I, I just, I, I mentally tune out from this whole space. I, I, after looking at it, you look at Bill Ackman, some of his biggest blunders, Jason Penny and Target were retail names. They look, they look great on the spreadsheet. But as they, as the joke goes, more lies. Actually, I think is, this isn't really a finance joke. This is a life joke. More, more lies are told in Microsoft Word than Microsoft Excel, which is to say, a lot of lies are told in Microsoft Excel. But wow, on well, on Microsoft or by no, Microsoft no, 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 no. Like people who say more lies are told in Microsoft Excel than anything are talking about spreadsheet math. And, Got it. And, and oh, it's really easy for me to model out this company in Microsoft Excel and just believe it's going to turn around. And here's my numbers and why it's so cheap. Well, the world doesn't work that way. In Microsoft Word, i.e., I'm, I'm making an about writing an investment memo for somebody. Well, I'm going to be a salesy about it. And it's just lies. It's all lies. But Microsoft is not lying. Is what you what you're no? I'm talking, talking about, about, right, talking about, about using a, yeah. using Microsoft's products. Yeah, and and the spreadsheet that comes up lies about or I could say right for you old people I could say lotus lotus notes or word perfect the idea is the future is you know it's very uncertain there's some stocks that are just no go is no go zones you brought up buffett I mean that's sort of a lesson with him I mean look at this disaster look at what I mean we can talk about my favorite disaster media which just continues to be horrific. You know, Disney, Comcast, Warner Brothers, Paramount, which used to be CBS, Charter Communication. I, I mean, these stocks are a graveyard, just so terrible, so awful. And the amount of money wasted on these things, I mean, they're all really, you know, they're, they're big capital investment stories, big egos. Media used to be a great place to make money with John Malone, Iger, Ted Turner. There's a really good Ted Turner podcast out. Uh, today, these things are just a joke. 
direct to consumer has been terrible. Netflix kind of makes a little money. Nobody else makes money. These things are terrible businesses. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very difficult, you know, in in media, just switching from retail to, to media. Um, when these guys, the whole premise is we've got the content and rather than selling the content out to somebody who's going to deliver it, well, we might as well deliver, deliver it ourselves and we could deliver it, uh, you know, cheaper. And now you have a, Price war uh, based on on streaming. We're trying to get it. You just aggregated the cable bundle and you replaced it with more a ton of annoyance. Uh, customer acquisition cost for CAC is really high. It's none of these guys have made money. They've all lit, lit a ton of money on fire. I never understood. I under, I never understood why they were going to do that. Never made sense to me. You no, know, industry's coming in out of favor. You change one thing and they go broke. It's the nature of the beast. So I, I, I don't, we have the Macy's that we're recording this on Thursday, Thanksgiving day, Macy's Thanksgiving day parade on. And I just think to myself, I don't want to invest in anything on the TV. And I certainly don't want to invest in the in Macy's or anything like that. What a disaster. Most things are a disaster. It's, we have yet another year where the S and P 500 is outperforming, <coughs> which is market cap weighted is outperforming the equal weighted by a very large margin. And the Magnificent Seven, you know, you can start analyzing the Mag Seven in 2015. That's when all the stocks were public. And I think cumulatively, they're up 16 times your money since 2015. If you bought the Mag Seven and the S&P 500, I think is up 40% that period. It's, it's just, it's, it's. Well, that's happened in a lot of different periods where you've had um, one company within the index or a group of companies within the index have actually outperformed on a continual basis. Sorry, I, I have those numbers wrong. Since 2015, the earliest you could start it, the market cap weighted is up 157%. Equal cap weighted is up 112%. And the MAG7 are up 13.3 times your money. That's very significant. It's just not even, or no, 15 times your money. The difference, you would make 13.3 times extra your money by being in the mag seven. It doesn't matter. I mean, these, find the big ones and ride them. I, I don't, with Apple, congratulations to you. With Apple coming, doing what it's been doing. It is. Well, uh, Apple continues to provide product, product or service. That people people want just floating back over 190. We got to come back and we'll talk a little bit more. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars, including your IRA and 401k. Don't hesitate to give us a call, 952-925-5608. We're here to help you. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars, including your IRA and 401k. Don't hesitate to give us a call at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sure, good advice. Spend 48 minutes with us. You'll be glad you did. As we continued from the, our previous segment, uh, talking about the Magnificent Seven, that being Apple, Amazon, 
Alphabet or Google, uh, Microsoft, Meta or Facebook, NVIDIA and Tesla. Uh, these stocks since uh, 2015 uh, have significantly outperformed. 15, 15 times your money versus 1.5x. It's just crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. As you brought up, there were the four horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, Oracle, Microsoft, Intel. Um, you forgot Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft. Oracle, Cisco. Cisco, and Intel. They were most of the return in the, in, in in the, the 90s. In, in the, the late 90s. And this just goes on. And the ETF flows be the ETF flows. And it's interesting, you know, yet again to see 10-year rates, 10-year bonds rallied this year. Rates went this week, rates went down. The 10-year rates now down to about 4.43 after peaking just two or three weeks ago at five. And the biggest beneficiary, lower rates, obviously great for stocks, is the big seven, the mag seven. We also had oil get a little bit whack this week on some OPEC news that they might, the Saudis might stop cutting. So oil's back to about 75 bucks. Financial conditions are decidedly looser than they were three, four weeks ago, which means the Fed probably stays tighter for a little bit longer. And we're in this same exhausting loop that we've been in for the last two years, which is what is the Fed going to do? It is very, very exhausting with, uh, I'll say, most of the talking heads continue to debate what the Fed is going to do. And the Fed is, continues to say higher for longer. We're still very concerned about the, the rate of inflation. Uh, and we want the option at any time, should we see data that indicates inflation is still still there, uh, to raise, raise rates. And in the meantime, we're going to maintain uh, tighter uh, tighter conditions. Uh, and yet, you know, more and more people, or more and more as a, uh, more and more strategists continue to say, Fed is done. Uh, I think and the Fed we, is we, we, going to be we, starting we to cut. To, we need to frame this debate. We don't care. We have to start right there. Okay. We don't care. We think this debate is a waste of time. The initial carnage from the Fed, this has been a dramatic change in Fed policy. Was already absorbed in late 21 and 22. We don't care. Macro, if macro is all you think about, macro being rates, oil, and all this other stuff, you're doing investing wrong. Period. Find stocks that are going to go up. How do they go up? Higher revenue growth, higher earnings growth, change in fundamentals, and industry change. We talked about media early on. Media used to be great for about 30, 40 years. It's been a lousy for the last 15, it's going to be lousy for a while. Oil was, was terrible from 2014 till 2021 because too much shale growth in the United States meant OPEC lost its pricing power. All of a sudden, shale growth slows. OPEC is attempting to reinsert itself, which means all of sequel, the price of oil goes to 70 to 80 bucks versus 40 to 50 bucks. Boom, you've got a big change. Fine things that are going to grow up right now. What's the only thing that has grown for the last 15, 20 years? These Mag 7 stocks, just they got the print and press in the basement. I mean, Google's one of the best businesses of all time. Microsoft had a new all-time high this week. Pricing now at ooh, 32 times earnings. That's the one monopoly. If we if we thought we missed anything, you've got Apple and Amazon, maybe Microsoft. But you know what? Not doing too bad with Apple and Amazon. Not, no, not, not doing, doing too bad. bad. 
with Apple and Amazon, but you bring up Microsoft, and that was a there's a lot of I'll say excitement or and or drama this past week over over Microsoft and uh, OpenAI, to which Microsoft has made a very substantial. Well, they haven't made an investment. No, they haven't. They've well, they committed think- to making a ten billion dollar investment for a fifty percent stake, but they have not made it. Most of what they are offering is future server capacity, which they don't have to make. And now they walk away either getting sent the team for nothing or strengthening our head this board. The board decided to fire, not Microsoft board, OpenAI's board, decided to fire the CEO without telling anybody, all the outside investors who poured billions in. You've got a combination of people that I just love, and I mean love sarcastically. You've got an academic from Georgetown, which... This is on the board of OpenAI. Oh, OpenAI came up with a, with a product called ChatGPT. It turns out that OpenAI has got a very, we'll call it unique business structure, that being a uh, 501c3 a nonprofit owns a profitable employee. Well, we won't bore you. We have a, this is another instance of a board being absolutely insane. For whatever reason, they fire the founder and the CEO, not telling the outside investors. They don't have a non-compete, so he can get hired by literally anybody. They have to change course midweek, bring him back. The number three guy at the company helped lead the palace coup. Now he's saying it was all a mistake and he's trying to play dumb. This is every time I see these machinations, I just want to throw up. People think that corporate America is sophisticated and whatnot. Boards are typically dysfunctional. It's just so... Anyway, for Microsoft, it's a net positive because they're going to get a greater stake, greater control of OpenAI, ChatGPT. Microsoft's doing just... I think this is all noise. It's it's interesting to read about, but I think it's all noise. I, I think the, the real simple, super simple story is rates have stopped going higher. And that's a tailwind for stocks and oil stable. And we're entering an election year, which is typically good for stocks. Well, let's let's just uh, spend a few minutes on Microsoft. Microsoft is, you know, could end up being a leader in this uh, generative AI, and uh, maybe they become a dominant, you know, very dominant. You're you're paying thirty two times earnings for it. It better be dominant. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. So Microsoft has typically had a fairly high IPE for a very long, long period of time, and they've added some additional products. Uh, you on the back of this generative artificial intelligence. Microsoft has one of the best monopolies of all time, which is Microsoft Office. It's their number one product. It's the best thing ever. Microsoft Windows is obviously a secondary monopoly. That's really good. You got their server business, which is okay, but realistically, Microsoft, they just need to keep maintaining Office and Windows. But 32 times earnings, I don't know. Maybe they'll do good. Who the heck knows who wins at AI? My best guess with AI is the same people who've been winning in tech are going to keep winning Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, because they have the most money to invest and AI is expensive. And I don't know how AI transitions into something profitable. It's, it sounds like an extra layer on top. This seems all theoretical to me, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they're giving away the the product. 
Well, that's the point. They're using you know ten billion dollars from Microsoft. Their investment in OpenAI. Who cares? It means nothing. Um, you know, it's a multi-trillion-dollar company. So, you know, I don't know. Palisade. This is just all a fancy way of saying that there's seven stocks in the market that have been outperforming everything. You keep buying them. And here's a story going on with one of them. Okay. Well, we like we like at least two of two of them. One of one of these did report earnings this week. That being Nvidia, one of the magnificent seven. I think they were the last last of the seven to to report. Uh, they reported some fairly decent decent numbers, but the stock did not react positively to to their their numbers because they were a little bit cautious into the next quarter due to uh, what has been going on in China. We'll talk about that and more when we come back with more Money Talk. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, always here to help you. Don't hesitate to give us a call at 952-925-5608. We're happy to sit down with you and provide you some direct direction in this market. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars, including your IRA and 401k. Don't hesitate to give us a call at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sure covered advice. Real quick, if you missed the start of the show, do keep in mind that everything we discuss on the show is for discussion purposes only. Nothing should be considered investment advice. Some or all of the securities we discuss on the show may or may not be suitable for you. Please consult a financial advisor before making any investment decision. Investing in the stock market maintains a series of risks, including risk of loss. NVIDIA with the bad, I don't want to say a bad guy. NVIDIA is a super expensive stock as well. So, oh, focus, very, very so focusing on quarterly earnings moves is exhausting and whatnot. I think most people need to acknowledge if you're not a Wall Street type, and even if you are a Wall Street type, the biggest quote-unquote arbitrage in investing is time arbitrage, i.e. having a longer time horizon and letting things work. So we, so we, we talked about Microsoft last night. Microsoft did nothing for 15 years. Yeah. I mean, nothing. Absolutely nothing. But now you look at the stock chart versus the tech bubble in 2000. You can't even see it. Compare that to Cisco, where it's still not back up to its pre-tech bubble high. But to NVIDIA, seeing some softer economy stuff, the stock was, eh, you know, the stock's up 5x this year. So it's... Oh, it's very, very expensive stock. It's done very, very well. Um, I've had some okay trades in... I'll say in NVIDIA or with NVIDIA, as well as a few other semiconductor names. But that that area has been very difficult for me uh, for, I'll say, through the years, not just for any particular year, but through the years, trying to get the semiconductor cycle. It's a really, hard, it's a really hard space. It's just a, it's another hard space. I mean, AMAT, LAM. Research. I was very bullish on in 1415. And boy, has that had a lot of ups and downs. They work, but there's been better trades to be had. And quite frankly, all of these things just play on more digitization, more chips, and all that other stuff. 
You end up doing just fine in the Mag 7. You don't need, but actually, I'd say the Mag 6. You don't need to own. The chip uh, stuff. Yeah, you don't need to own NVIDIA. But, I mean, look, NVIDIA is up five times. It, it, it's done incredibly well. They've displaced Intel. What a guy. Well, it's, they've displaced Intel, and uh, AMD has also displaced uh, Intel. Yeah. And Intel is now trying to change what they've, they've been doing. Uh, but Intel stock, somebody could point out, geez, Intel stock is up a bunch from its low. So, you know, is Intel going to be the next place to, to invest in the chip chip space? Seems really hard. I have no idea. I have no idea. Most things I have no idea about. So, What do you have an idea about? I don't know. Other, other than your daughter. Uh, I, I don't know. We've had a, looking back, we've had a, Volatile but very profitable year. We've had we've done very well in offshore. Our tidewater call, they do boats to offshore rigs, has done incredibly well. That's come back recently from a high of mid-70s to mid-50s, but still way up from where we bought it, um, which was under 30 bucks about a year ago. That's been great. Our oncology stock is doing incredibly well. Ticker's TOI, that is a small cap stock, incredibly small. Um it's about a $200 million company, but that has done really well. We That's been our biggest winner in the Oncology Institute. We bought it at the bargain basement price. And the, if you want to do a fully diluted, because there's 100 million shares, we bought it for 65 cents a share. So we paid 65 million bucks for the equity. It's got 100 million of debt. And the stocks rallied this year from a low of 35 cents to a high of $2.60. You know, if you multiply these stock prices by a hundred bucks, they start to sound like your kind of stocks. But, but <laughs> like my, I like that, like my kind of stocks. Yeah. Well, but I man. do do prefer, you know, more you know large capitalization stocks um, rather than the small capitalization stocks. I'll say the, I'll say caps that you like. I'll say this with the oncology institute. One of the things that we may be doing more of is I offered to buy the company. I think that was that was kind of kind of clever. And you know, when, when you told me about that, I, I you'd, wrote, you'd, have, you'd have to you'd have to go out and raise a lot of money to buy that that company. But I know you. Well, the company responded in the way I was hoping they would respond. Not interested. Not interested, and they went back to the drawing board. This idiot thinks he can buy our company for I offered a dollar twenty. Lo and behold, they got that stock over a dollar twenty real quick. <laughs> I I was pretty 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 happy. See. So, to have, a, have, a, have an activist in the, in the family. Oh, I, I think there's a tremendous opportunity in small and mid-cap stocks over the next couple of years. Now, the problem with it for most people is most people are not doing what I'm doing. They're not buying big stakes and offering to buy companies. There's also, I will fully acknowledge, if you buy a basket of these, meaning multiple, you're probably not going to do very well. Most of them are not going to end well. Even some of the ones I invested are not going to do well, well, but the way buying, when you invest in in that in that arena is very very difficult, and is more more chance of, of loss. I'll, I'll that. say a big takeaway for me and multiple people who I, I, I've reached out since is the feedback of if you're going to go in, make sure that you can shake the tree, so to speak, and be an activist. I think it's a really big thing. Because also, you're not going to be an activist in every stock. 
So it needs to set up right. And that's a really good check on, do you have a good investment thesis? Can you defend your position and whatnot? Because it's going to be volatile. It's going to be less liquid. Not for everybody. And again, we would not recommend buying, quote unquote, the menu. There's the Russell 2000. You can buy the ETF as IWM. I would not recommend it. It's the smallest 2,000 out of the top 3,000 stocks. Why wouldn't you recommend going into to an index like like uh, the Russell Russell 2000 IWM? Uh, as I've you know listened to, I'll say uh, financial T- TV and numerous uh, say strategists or investment people on there have said uh, buy these indices rather than buying or picking any individual stocks. I think there's a huge difference between buying the Russell and buying the S&P 500. Buy the Russell, you get 2,000 mediocre to bad companies. And because it's so diversified, the best companies can't offset the bad ones. Think about the S&P 500 versus the equal weighted S&P 500. You have a lot more weight. The top 10 stocks are 30% of the index. Top 10 stocks tend to be the Best, 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 companies. best companies, right. Okay, so most of your money is in the best stuff. Right. And that's why year after year, the S&P 500 typically outperforms the equal cap weighted. Now you go through long periods, like after a tech bubble where you got a bunch of garbage, goes up and becomes a big weight in the S&P 500. But typically, as long as it's somewhat slow moving, the good ones offset the more than offset the losers. Because again, simple math, you can lose 100% on bad. You can lose 100% on bad and you can make more than 100% on good. And so when you have the S&P 500, we're talking about, look at, look, the max seven since 2015 have done about 15 times your money. Right. The, the regular S&P 500, the market cap weighted has done 1.155% or 157%. Oh, that's a huge 13.5 times your money more in the seven stocks versus just diversifying by being in the S&P 500. Then the equal cap weight, it's only up, you know, I think it's about 100%. So leaning into your winners is a big thing. And that's a big part of your strategy, which is you don't sit there, you know, Warren Buffett made this joke years ago, selling your winners to double down on your losers is watering your weeds <laughs> to cut your flowers. Yeah. And winning company winners tend to keep winning. And they tend to keep winning because they're better businesses. So there, there you have it. Well, I do know with one of one of my winners, people always want to want to knock it down. And you know, they can knock the stock down temporarily or knock the company down temporarily, but for some strange reason, for as long as I've held Apple, uh, I'll say my my research shows that it's going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll have to come back and wrap up. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold. Always here to help you. Don't hesitate to give us a call at 952-925-5608. Spend 48 minutes with us. You'll be glad you did. 952 952- This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions 
on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars, including your IRA and 401k, don't hesitate to give us a call at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll get straight talk, not sure you of advice. Well, Judd, uh, the bond market has rebounded a little bit in the, in the past, we'll say, week and, week and a half, uh, as the 10-year treasury has gone from, we'll say, 5% now to just under 4.4%. That means that bond prices have gone up as yields have come down. And that also is an indicative that uh, mortgage rates have also uh, come down. And I have been hearing, uh, again, strategists saying, oh, that's why you should be um, putting money in bonds as interest rates come down. Uh, now bond prices are going to make money and you've locked in, if you were smart, you would have locked in these high yields. And now you've got the the yield plus some appreciation. Now, my response has always been, I want to own stocks because if interest rates uh, do yeah, come Yeah, down, if interest rates come down, you make more money on stocks. The time to own bonds, the time you feel best about owning bonds is when stocks have gotten slaughtered. The problem with this current period of time, when, it, when interest rates were historically low, they started going up, is their move up in rates, which is down in bond prices, slaughtered bonds and stocks equally. Yeah, it's been a... So now you want to tell me after both... Look, I don't want to tell you anything. I want to avoid bonds. If both of them... The whole point of bonds is to protect you when stocks sell off. The last three years has been the most horrific bond run. To sit here and pound the table on bonds, which effectively now we're going to concede it. Not us. We've been saying it the whole time. You're just making an interest rate bet. But for these people to say, well, no, look, now now it's time to lock it in, take duration, move, move from short term to long term, what have you. Okay, great. If you're, I'll tell you this much. If you're right on bonds from here, you're going to make way more in stocks. The only time bonds outperform stocks is when stocks sell off. And this time we said it for 10 years. This was not, they weren't going to protect you. And they didn't. You lost a, a, a truckload of money. Over a 30-year capital in bonds the last three years. I think you've actually lost a little more than that. A lot. You lost more than stocks. You lost a lot more than stocks. On the same macroeconomic thing that the Fed was going to eventually raise interest rates and they did it. So, look, some people like bonds. Great. I think you're wrong. I think you're demonstrably wrong. I think all the evidence says you're wrong. And I think you're not making a safety bet. You're making an interest rate bet. But congratulations because... Your financial advisor may charge you higher fees for investing. In, you, if you're going to buy bonds directly, you're going to get your face ripped off on bid ask spreads. Well, you're going to get uh, your, your, your face hurt as well buying buying a bond fund. Well, bond fund, yeah, none of them traded net asset value. They all, they all traded discount. But look, some people like this stuff. It's fine. It's fine. Some people do it. I, I think it's a joke. Not that I know anything about bonds. I, I mean, I only worked in distressed debt for eight years. Did you really? Did you really? <laughs> I know you know an awful lot about all, bonds. All you know, distressed bonds are basically you're buying very complex equity investments typically, and then with investment grade and treasury bonds, I'll tell you this much: 
The only people I know who made a killing in investment grade and treasury bonds do it with a lot of leverage. If you're going to take a lot of leverage, why don't you just buy a stock? Well, so, yeah, I don't even need to. Then, buy then you don't need that, leverage. You're not tax advantage. You're not all these other things. But people, what people say about bonds is so colored by the 40 year bond bull market that we had from when Volcker defeated inflation and treasuries were paying 17% for 10 years. Wow, shocker. As, as 10 year treasury rates, yields went from 17% to 2%. You made money in bonds. My mind is blown. If you don't understand my sarcasm, <laughs> rates coming down is a tailwind for bond prices. Moving up. Oh, it, it works, goodness. works in, in reverse. Goodness gracious. But so be it. I, I The secondary point on bonds is to, how much duration you want to take. And we have consistently said recently, if you want to buy bonds, just buy short duration. And then the bond bulls will say, well, then you have reinvestment risk. I said, great. I would rather have reinvestment risk than take price risk. Because if I'm wrong in interest rates on a two-year bond, the bond matures in two years and I can save myself. If, if you're wrong on interest rates on a 10-year bond, you can lose real money and you're stuck. Well, all you have to do is... What is the fair and balanced counter to what I am saying? This is the other thing I struggle with. Yeah, there is no fair and balanced counter. You're going to lose money. If interest rates go up and you're in and the bond, pay, and you're going to pay higher fees, don't get me wrong. Okay. If, if interest rates go I'm up, trying to, I'm bond trying to. prices come down. There is no fair, fair and balanced in this, other than you get uh, if you're buying a bond, it's going to pay you twice, twice a year, whatever the coupon is. Do I know the other thing that annoys me about uh, bonds? Literally every financial crisis we've had in my lifetime and most of the ones before my lifetime right. have occurred when a supposedly AAA security has been proven to not be AAA. Correct. I just, I just have always said. Let me unpack that for people right now. Silicon Valley Bank Corp and Signature Bank, the two big bankruptcies this year. And for uh, what's FRC? What was FRC? Why am I? Uh, First Republic. First Republic Bank all blew up. On buying treasuries, AAA mortgages, and some uh, commercial mortgage-backed securities, right? And they were they were levered up a little bit. Yeah, they levered the daylights out of them, and they, they had a funding mismatch. They borrowed it for a year, and they lent out for ten to twenty. During the global financial crisis of seven, oh eight, oh nine, all these AAA securities from the subprime they sliced and diced them, got AAA ratings, and blew these people off. And you know, ninety eight, ninety nine, we had no, it was ninety eight. We had the sovereign crisis where everyone said that a sovereign issuer, in fact, about Russia, would never default on their own currency bonds. Meaning they did. They did. It was the first thing. <laughs> and, and the joke there is you don't default in your own currency because you can just print more of it. Well, And I can go back to the SNL crisis in 1990. That's my other problem with bonds, which is they seem low volatility. Then when a financial crisis happens, if you want to feel volatility, wait till you see bond price quotes during a financial crisis. There are none. There either are none or the bond that you bought at 95 cents is offered at 65 and you want to throw up because all these people who thought, you know, own the same stuff because it's safe for regulatory capital requirements are blowing up on a triple A Oh, goodness. All right. Anyway, don't. Some people out there have a reason to buy them and I hope you people touch them. Let's be talking about what we're thankful for. We're thankful for finding great returns, great family, having great clients, great weather, great health, 
And I think it's going to be a great next 12 months, despite how pessimistic I sound. I'm actually very... I don't, I don't think you sound pessimistic. I think you sound very, very truthful. Uh, when you're, you're talking, you're talking about things that you're passionate about and, and, and those things that do not make sense. And to us, investing in bonds does not make sense. Uh, investing in, in companies with growing sales, um, which should produce growing earnings over a period of time and in, and buy and companies that produce a product or service that people need and or want makes a makes a lot of sense. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. And remember, give us a call. We're here to help you. 952. 925-5608. Josh Arnold Investment Consultant is a registered investment advisor located in the state of Minnesota. All securities discussed are for informational purposes only. Investing contains risk, including risk of loss. Consult your investment professional before making any decisions about your investment portfolio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.